The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome to another victory edition, finally, of For Cheddar or Worst, Acme Packing Company's podcast, covering the good, the bad, and everything in between around the Green Bay Packers. I am your co-host, Chris Burke, joined by our social media guru, Lindsay Hansen. Lindsay, how are you on this fine Victory Monday when we're recording this? I am doing so good. It was so much fun yesterday. I mean, after the five weeks that we've had, it was so refreshing. It breathed life into all of us, including the players. It was so fun. Yeah, you know, it's one of those games where they finally showed, you know, when they fell behind 28-14, I, I kind of went just like, that's it. They're going to fold. They're done. They've shown very little effort in making a comeback so far this year. And this was a, uh, wow. Uh, the team actually has some fight in it. And if they can somehow get past Tennessee on Thursday, uh, this season isn't exactly dead yet. I mean, the division, I think, can pretty much be written off, unfortunately, because the Vikings, to their credit, are playing very well. But I, you know, I, a wild card spots, I think, definitely in consideration, but they're going to need some help. But uh, yeah, season's definitely not a lost cause yet. There's there's still hope. Man, what a difference a week makes! What a difference one game makes! That was that was so. It was classic Packers in every sense from uh, from the just the grit and the fight. And I felt the same way. I was like, when they got down those two scores and the Cowboys went unanswered for twenty one of them, I was just. I thought for sure, I was like, well, that's game. And uh, man, did they prove us wrong. And I could not be happier to uh, to be wrong in that instance. It was just so much fun. And I mean, one of those, one of those fun pieces of yesterday, Christian Watson, baby. Oh my God. We all knew it was coming. We, we were hoping for a game like this for the kid. I mean, he got a hat trick. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. Okay, so he had those few dropped passes in the game after his, uh, his first touchdown, right? But due to, which was also just fantastic to see, Rodgers' trust in him and or lack of 
options at receiver. I mean, that could have been why he kept throwing to Watson as well, but I'm going to focus on, uh, I'm going to focus on Rogers trust because I really do think that it, it really was him trusting the kid again. So, um, he was able, Watson was able to more than make up for those drops, uh, in a big, big way. I, I'm just so happy for the kid. It was such a joy to see. And the only note that I have, Watson, please don't do backflips in the end zone. You scared the hell out of me. I thought, I was like, this kid just got back from injury. He's gotten hurt so much. The last thing we need is for him to do a celebration and hurt himself. Like, what are you doing with that backflip? But in all seriousness, it was just, I'm, I could not be happier for him. I know that he has wanted that for, you know, for so long and it was just hats off to him. Truly. I mean, well done. Yeah. That backflip, you know, that bad hammy, I kind of, you know, I got one, you know, I I'm like, I guess I'd hamstrings feeling better uh, than he thought, you know, than we thought, but uh yeah, definitely a welcome game. You know, was, the game started out kind of as a microcosm of the way his rookie season's gone, right? So it, you know, he had a drop, you know, he went into the medical tent for some injury and he came back into the game. Uh, and, you know, the best thing that I, what I loved about it was Aaron Rodgers' comments after the game saying, after he had that drop, he went to, he went to Watson and said, Hey, don't worry about it. shake it off. We're going to come back to you. We're going to come back to you. You know, that was a welcome, welcome to hear that from the quarterback, considering usually when a receiver makes a mistake, especially a young one, Rogers tends to throw them in the doghouse and keep them there uh, a little longer than necessary. So hopefully, you know, we've been talking for a while now that once Watson gets one, hopefully the floodgates open and boy, did they. Um, And I hope this is, yeah, this is just the start of something big, probably too late for, you know, to have a real strong rookie season statistically, but I mean, definitely somebody that can come out in the second half of the season and get a, uh, build some momentum for a good sophomore year. I mean, hey, if he wants to keep getting three touchdowns each game, that will sure as hell help his stats. And it, we will we will welcome that. It was just, yeah, it was really, really cool and really fun to watch. And he got his first Lambo leap, which was, it was just so cool. The other, uh, the other key player, oh my God, Rudy Ford. I mean, Truly phenomenal performance by him yesterday and a true momentum change compared to the last five weeks. He was on fire and it was such a, such a welcome change. Something about yesterday that I noticed is they really, they really looked like they were starting to have fun again. They were starting to play um, with heart, and that is something that we've been missing this season. But I really think that when the Packers have fun, that's when we do really, really well because we we don't put as much pressure on um, the little mistakes, and we just go out there, we have fun, we do our best, and that's when we that's when we tend to win games. So the fact that um, Rudy Ford was a huge contributor to that, and he, I mean, a phenomenal. 
there's nothing really else to say, but just phenomenal job. Yeah, two interceptions, almost another, almost a defensive hat trick to go along with Christian Watson. I was hoping he'd get his third, uh, especially as the game got tight there later on. I was kind of hoping he'd be the one that would force the big turnover. But uh, yeah, definitely he saw, you know, he solved the Darnell Savage problem. You know, Savage has been getting lost in coverage. He's not been there and run support. You know, they moved him to the slot a little bit as a corner. Um, definitely looked a lot better there. So, I mean, Rudy Ford was signed to mainly be a special teams player. And lo and behold, he's been, he's probably their answer, at least for this season, at safety. So just a uh, stunning performance, exactly what that defense needed at safety. Uh, there's still other issues on defense that we got to talk about, but at least this one, through one game anyway, they've, they've solved their safety issue uh, in terms of where Savage was playing. Yeah, yesterday's, uh, yesterday's game was, was definitely built Ford, Ford tough. Uh, that was a, that was a great, great performance by him. Yeah, great. Uh, good call on the four tough thing. I think Matub was the one that actually came out with that. So shout out to Matt for that one. Oh, that was, I didn't see that. That was from uh, my sister. So their, their minds, they share the mind, uh, you know, they, oh, they yeah, that, my Matub and Wendy. So <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it, it, you know, that it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy, it, not a, that's a kind of a layup in terms of a joke. So I'm sure there were others on Twitter saying it as well. Uh, Aaron Jones, let's see. I mean, he is just, he's, we all know it. We, he's always reliable, always fantastic. He got us the second touchdown of the game. Um, and I mean, I really felt like yesterday was a good mix of run and pass game. So, I mean, that formula worked. I mean, we really have why we don't utilize or why we haven't been utilizing him in the way that we did yesterday uh, is baffling to me, but it was so great to see that we finally included him in, in the game, you know, all game and not just one half. Um, And I truly believe that any formula that involves 33 is likely to be a successful formula. So uh, keep that up Packers because we need him. I mean, he's, he's such a key player for us. Yeah. 24 carries yesterday, 138 yards, one touchdown, uh, season high carries. His last highest amount was two weeks ago in Buffalo, uh, when he had 20 carries for 143 yards. Uh, he's on track definitely right now to make a thousand yards for the season. Uh, so that's a positive development. Um, so he's, you know, the Packers, you know, it wasn't just the, how many times they ran him. It's how they ran. They ran him on pitches. They ran him on sweeps. They ran him on draws. They, you know, they moved him all over the place. And they really use that in terms of the pass with complimentary football because finally the Cowboys had respect Aaron Jones a bit of enough. That's what opened things up a little bit for Christian Watson um, for them to finally get some downfield passing game going. So as long as the Packers can stay committed to running Aaron Jones, on the re- Watson and company continue to develop, uh, the offense is going to be all right. I'm not going to say they're going to be world beaters, but I mean, I think they can at least start to, you know, look at treading water instead of drowning like they have been for most of the year. Yeah. And, and the, uh, you know, the other Aaron on, on that offense as well, man, he was classic Rogers last night. I mean, he showed up and fought for this one 
I feel like it was the first time all season that you could see his heart was in it just 110%. He, you know, he used his legs again uh, yesterday, which is always great to see, especially when you're dealing with an aging QB. Uh, we we talked about that earlier in the season when he he just wasn't seeming to to run or he, you know he really stayed in the pocket. And that is a a key Rogers trait that when he gets outside the pocket when he uses his legs, I mean that he is he's dangerous. And so um, he it was just the throws that he was throwing, like the, the schemes that he was, it was just, it was classic Rogers and it was a blast to watch. I will say something that kind of scared me, but also just, I mean, he gained my respect on this play when, when Jones was running up the sideline and Rogers blocked for him. I was like, first off, please don't hurt yourself. Second, I respect the hell out of that. That was so cool to see him put like truly his body on the line as a 38 year old quarterback uh, for his, his player, for Jones, his buddy, you know, his teammate. It was just, it was a really, really cool thing. And I mean, he was smiling after, so clearly he was fine. Um, And I think he just, he wanted to get a little bit more action, which was fun to see. We haven't seen that in a while. And, and like I said earlier, I mean, he, he really did. um, You can tell that he's starting to trust Watson in a big way, despite the errors in, in earlier in the game for Watson um, he was really throwing to him consistently and, um, and as, you know, as he was available. So that was really fantastic to see. And, and our, our options are really limited in that spot. So um, mm-hmm. we need him, we need Watson and we need those two to build that trust because that is going to go a long, long way. So more of this, please. Yeah, very unRogers like play on the block, and I'm not. That's that's not a criticism. He's not somebody you know that would, that has thrown a ton of blocks this past year. You know, you would see like a younger Brett Favre doing that, but uh, you know, definitely a more vintage performance. Um, we said last week, you know, that if he couldn't get up for this one against his former head coach, and so much being made of the McCarthy Rogers dynamic, especially towards the end of that pairing, uh, if he couldn't get up for this game, you know, that he's truly cooked, and he was. He was up for it. Uh, you know, definitely a little more ball got out quick. Um, decent protection. I just think it's been a uh, – this this game really showed the way forward for them. Uh, this this is – you know, it's like that – to quote, again, the sand game, don't give me hope. But, I mean, hope's a hell of a drug. But, you know, this this game, like, okay, they, they might be all right. I mean, it might be too late to make anything out of the season outside of getting some help and getting a wild card. But uh, – yeah, he's he's better. He was accurate. You know, he's trusting Watson more. He's doing what we've all been screaming at him to do in terms of how he's handled the young receivers. I mean, I know Dobbs is still out. Uh, Randall Cobb at least should be back next week. We know he's not young, uh, but it, it definitely just a much much improved performance from Rogers and a welcome sight. It was a fun one. I mean, there was there was a lot of good. Um, a lot of good aspects yesterday. And that is something that we have not had in a very long time. And it was just so fantastic to see the Packers just fight, just show up and fight 
every minute of the game and every second. Uh, it's something that I've missed watching as a fan. And I really hope that this game is the one that turns it around for them and, uh, and gets them back to, you know, to play in the game that they love um, and winning. So we will see, but I mean, it's a short turnaround, you know, this week and it's, it's always worrisome when, uh, when you have a, a game on Sunday and then right away again on a Thursday. So really hoping no one gets injured uh, on Thursday, but um, but man, this momentum, I really, I really think this may be the the turning point in the season and all good things. I'm, I'm really excited. So with that, we will take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll cover some of the, uh, some of the not so good aspects of the game yesterday. And then we'll look ahead to Thursday's game against Tennessee. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. So... It was a heck of an uphill climb. The Packers had to fight last yesterday. So there's definitely going to be some things to improve on. Uh, some of these things I think can't be improved on. We'll start out with our favorite, our favorite scapegoat who the Packers finally did the right, did the right thing and benched the guy. Hopefully he, I think he needs to be off the roster at this point. Uh, Amari Rogers, once again, costing them big coughing up the football. I mean, I we've, we've covered him so much in this segment of the show all year. I just, at this point, you know, we just, we discussed this in Slack yesterday, that at this point there's no – I can't even blame him for this anymore in the sense that the coaches keep trotting him out there, and you're playing with dynamite at that point. You're playing with fire, and if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. So he's been burned so much, you know, and finally Rich Passaccia was asked today, what are you going to do at punt return? Or they wouldn't commit, say who they're going to commit to, whether it's going to be Keyshawn Nixon or Amari Rogers. But, I mean, if you read between the lines, I'm pretty sure Amari Rogers is done. Uh, returning punts. So if he's not, you know, we, we, we saw what he's got in offense. He's got, I mean, listen to the stat on for him for a second, eight career receptions, seven career fumbles. That's horrible for a third round pick. That's it's beyond horrible. Um, it's a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It's a Travis sham mockery to borrow that Miller light or Bud light. I think it was a Miller light commercial. Um, it's just, it's enough. Um, he should not be on the roster anymore. The Packers really should just move on, bring in another wide receiver or elevate, you know, maybe fog him from the practice squad, but it's just enough is enough with, with this guy. Yeah. So I tweeted the, uh, the same thing um, yesterday when I was covering the game uh, after yet another fumble that resulted in a um, the opposing team, you know, touchdown. I, I mean, I essentially said like, there is no one else to blame, but the coaching staff. And it's very, very true. I'm so sick and tired of them continuing to do 
what has cost us touchdown after touchdown this season from the opposite team. I mean, there is no reason that he should have a job. There is absolutely no reason whatsoever. It doesn't make sense. They're like, whatever they are thinking, they're wrong. If it, unless it's that they need to cut him, they're wrong because he has proven time and time again that he can't do the job. So any other career, any other industry, you would be out of there. So get him out of there. It is insane to me. It's truly like that's the definition of insanity to do the same. Like I forget the exact quote, but to do the same thing and expect a different result is essentially what the, you know, the definition of insanity. And that is, that is what is happening here. I am, I get heated every week because every week he costs us big. It's not little mistakes. It's mistakes that result in big, big, like issues for us, essentially. Like, I just, I can't, I, I, he needs to go. We've been saying this forever. He needs to go. I, I, at this point it's on the coaches and they need to fix it. Yeah, we've gone from a full Rodgers purge now to at least a partial Rodgers purge. We both wanted both people, both A Rodgers off the team a week ago. One, the 12 can stay, eight, eight can go. Um, and if anybody well, just hey goes now, back. I and... never said I want 12 to go. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm talking social media in general. Everybody was writing Aaron Rodgers out of town oh, on a rail last everyone week. Everyone yeah. was. No, no, no. <laughs> no he's still. It, but yes, Amari, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it. There's no reason. I mean, Brian Goody's got to have enough wherewithal to, you know, put the ego aside, which, you know, everybody he's got a considerable one given how much he clings on to these draft picks. He doesn't want to be wrong, but I think he's got to cut his losses on this one because it's he's he's an anchor at this. Amari Rogers is an anchor at this point. Um, it's Sink, he's a sinkhole is what he is. He's not even an anchor. He's a sinkhole. Like he's dragging this entire team with him. No, he needs to go. Yeah. When you're a team that's, you know, you're beat up enough and you're playing at razor thin margins, something like that. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't have that. You don't, you don't leave a live grenade in a room full of, you know, inexpensive China. So um, you just, you just, it's just, I don't know why you would keep doing that. Um, speaking of, other abject failures, the end of regulation play calling. Um, Aaron Rodgers today said he or said yesterday he thought you know the Packers were 30 yards away from probably winning that game in regulation. He was not thrilled, and the camp, Fox's cameras caught it uh, with the play call at the end of the regulation where it was a run, run, and an incompletion. You know, it's that traditional run, run, pass uh, that we all hate so much. Uh, <laughs> he, he was frustrated with it at the end. Obviously, end result came in. You know, the Packers got where they needed to go. Um, all's well that ends well. I don't. I don't think there's anything to be worried about there, considering they ended up winning the game. You know, everybody's gonna, you know, with the Packers not having a winning record, they're gonna point fingers at oh, the sideline behavior, body, the body language, police are gonna be out. I don't think there's anything to worry about with this one. It's just they were they were playing well for the first time ever. The old competitive juices came out, and I don't, I don't mark it up at all. And Matt Lafleur, you know, to his credit, basically, he's like, yeah, I got I got to be better at that in that area. He he admits he screwed up. So, uh. No, nothing to see there, but man, that would have been nice to win that in regulation. I'd have to sweat through that uh, first Cowboys possession in overtime. 
but man, did it make it more exciting though. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, we're all, we're all fine with it now. I mean, just because we, we ended up winning, but um, two things about this. So one, what the hell was the floor thinking? He's got to get better about making play calls in critical moments. I mean, this is, this is what has uh, cost us or hindered us in the playoffs the past, you know, few years. I don't get what it is. I, I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to know more than him. You know, he's an NFL head coach there. He's got to get better at this though. I mean, it's just, it's, plain as day. You can, you know, even the outsiders can see it. Right. So, I mean, he's got to, and he does as, as he said in the the press conference, but he's got to learn from it and do better because this hasn't been the only time that that has happened Two, I 1000% understand Roger's frustration without a doubt. And no, that is not going to like, coaches and players disagree that's it happens so they get past it it's just you know like it's not a big deal however I was really confused by the fact that Rogers just didn't run the one yard and get in because he he kept inching closer and closer to uh to converting on the first and then he threw it away so I he could have made it because there weren't, he was open enough to have made the first down. So I was really confused by, um, by him not doing that. Uh, but I do. Yeah. I mean, I think we were all feeling the way Rogers was like right after that play, we were like, what the, what are you doing? What is happening right now? Um, but, you know, ultimately we were able to, to fight our way back and, and, and claw our way back to uh win, but uh, it could have been, it could have been over before, you know, before all that. So um, it was just a head scratcher and I have no idea what goes through his, through the floor's head when he makes these kinds of calls because again, this isn't the first time that a play or a call like that is, has happened. So, um, especially in the critical, critical moments. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that he does learn from it and something I do want to say about LaFleur, however, um, was just that the fact that he got emotional in his, you know, in his, his speech to the guys in the locker room after the game. Um, I think, I think that that showed how much, I mean, he does care. He does really, really want this team to succeed and he cares about the guys and the players. And that's something I respect the hell out of. So um, I just wanted to throw that in because I'm not bashing LaFleur. I think he is a good coach, uh, but you know, he, he makes mistakes. And when he does, we're going to talk about it. But, um, but for the most part, I, I mean, he cares about these guys and he cares about this team, the city. So um, there's nothing, nothing you can hold, you know, hold him against on um, that, that aspect. So um, that was cool to see. And Aaron Rodgers after the game, his, when asked about the frustration, I'll just read his quote here. He said, quote, I felt like we were 30 yards from ending the game in regulation also felt like it was two minutes. So I was going to be calling those and I was in a pretty good rhythm. Obviously I didn't have a ton of attempts, but felt like I was in a pretty good rhythm. I felt like I threw the ball just about exactly where I wanted to. So I wanted a chance to go win the game and quote. 
So, you know, Rodgers does have a little bit of play with the two minutes, but clearly he didn't like the suggestions coming in through his headset. So um, no harm, no foul here, but just, you know, the, the game could have and probably should have ended much sooner. But given where the Packers have been, uh, we'll take it. Uh, and then also in other questionable coaching decisions, let's get to the defense. Uh, Joe Barry, quite a bit often, you know, the, why these receivers are playing so soft, I don't know. And once again, it's the Green Bay Packers have a lot of talent on defense, but when you have an imbecile calling a defensive game plan like that, you know, the talent's got talent's going to have to override scheme at some point. And now I'm not sure as beat up as they've been. And, you know, with Stokes out, I don't know if they have the horses to do it. And now with the struggles at safety, but I just, I don't understand some of the defensive play calls there. They were, you give players like C.D. Lamb, you know, he had, who had the better, uh, got the better of Jair, Jair Alexander a little bit. Um, I just don't understand why you, uh, why you don't, uh, why, why, why that decision? Yeah. Um, I mean, we, because we all see the potential of defense of, of our defense um, and they do have really strong moments. They had really great moments yesterday too. And, and that is consistent. However, it's not, it's not for, for full games. And there are big mistakes that are being made on defense. And I, it is on Joe Barry. He's the one calling the shots. So it is really frustrating to uh, to know just how talented our guys are and to not be utilizing them to the, the fullest extent is really, um, I mean, another head scratcher. Uh, but it was something I do want to do want to call out. Um, Alexander was very lucky to not get a PI call in that uh that last play of the Cowboys drive. Yeah, that's 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 a fair that's a fair call. Um that was that was close. I mean I was waiting for the flag. I was like, oh my God, no. I was like this is gonna this this may be this may end it if they get the penalty, but no flag came out and I was shocked. I uh yeah I mean I think he he did it quick enough and it wasn't long enough for them to notice or, you know, but, uh, but yeah, that was, that was lucky. Um, but Cowboys also got lucky and not getting a, a couple calls played. So, you know, it goes both ways. It wasn't one-sided in, in that sense by any means. It was just something I noticed. Yeah. You know, there's, it seems like there's always one call in a Packer Cowboy game, I swear, but um, yeah, it's, it, you know, it, Tough, tough judgment call. I mean, the Cowboys fans are going to point to that, and rightfully so. You know, had this gone the other way, you know, there's probably a play the Packers fans would have would have pointed out. It's just, it's football. You know, the officials are part of the equation. I get it. But, you know, there's nothing we can do about it now. So, moving ahead now, uh, quick turnaround this week. Green Bay has Tennessee coming to Lambeau Field on Thursday, and uh, I believe one of us is going to be attending that game. Oh, really? Who's that? It's not me, so I think that it's only you know, that I'm so excited. I have guys, I have literally been wanting to go to a Packers game for 31 years. I 
have not gone to a game yet. I've been to like family night and, and practice and, you know, things like that, but never a full-fledged official game. And I cannot even explain to you how excited I am. I, um, I knew a few, like quite a bit of people who went, you know, on Sunday or yesterday and seeing all the pictures and they got a, like a lot of them got to meet, you know, Mark Murphy and, uh, Aaron Rodgers. And like, it was just, there were so many great pictures from it. And I'm just, it got me so amped. Like I am probably not going to be able to sleep until Thursday night because I'm so stoked. Um, it's like a, a kid on, on Christmas Eve. I truly, I can't even explain it. So it's going to be good. And I really hope they do well like they did yesterday because God, all I want is a good game. I just want us to win uh, my first game at Lambeau. If we play like we did against the Lions, I'm going to be so heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I, I only live like maybe 20 minutes from Lambeau Field. So I guess the, the mystique to me is a little different when you live around here. But when you get, when you come from around, like from, you're coming from very far away. So I, I love seeing that, just the excitement on people, you know, coming in, seeing it for the first time. Uh, you know, it's, I take it for granted sometimes. I will freely admit that, but it is truly a special place and it's going to be cold. Well, not cold by Green Bay standards, but cold for most people. It's going to be probably wind chills, uh, probably around in the teens, probably around 15 ish or so, uh, and some snow flurries. So you will get to experience the frozen tundra, which to me, that's the best way to experience Lambeau Field. Exactly. There's, yeah, there's no other way to really experience it. I went in the summer just to like do the tour and hang out. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. And just the history behind that place is phenomenal. And it, it does make it so special. But there is, um, there is nothing like Lambeau uh, in the winter, you know, frozen tundra is, is, the nickname for a reason. And I'm so down. I'm so down to uh, sit in the cold for the Packers. So it's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. So with Lindsay in the house, uh, Green Bay now facing off against Tennessee. And, you know, the game plan for them is going to be probably going to be have to be a little different than what they did against Dallas. So Green Bay's got a bad run defense and Tennessee has this guy named Derrick Henry. Uh, that, that kind of, I think, I feel like unless Joe Barry calls borderline the game of his life, that has a recipe to be a disaster, uh, for Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I'm just gonna, I mean, we lost to the Lions, but we also beat the Cowboys. So if we, I do think if we played like we did yesterday, I, I do think that we stand a, a good a good shot, a good chance. Um, and yes, our run defense, we all know, is um, is nowhere near, uh, you know, phenomenal or <laughs> nowhere near the best. But um, I think you know we saw it yesterday too, being home after, especially what it was five weeks on the road, four weeks on the road. Um, I think that is really coming into play and, uh, and, and helping our guys out. So I, I think we're going to be as long as we play, like we did yesterday and we fight and we show up and we play for both halves and we make it a full game uh, and all three teams are one cohesive unit. 
we have a shot, but um, I mean, I'm not putting any negative energy out there because I'm going to be there and I want to win. So we're going to win. Okay. <laughs> so to do that, they're going to have to win in a different style offensively too, um, to get that, to get that impact. So Tennessee's got a very stout run defense yeah. uh, running Aaron Jones, the way they did. Unless they could, you know, if they could, if Matt LaFleur could reach into the bag and get different ways, you know, protection schemes and ways of getting him the ball, you know, hey, more the merrier. But that's why this is why the Christian Watson game, uh, the breakout game is so welcome is they can stretch Tennessee a bit vertically. Um, I could even see maybe even Bobby Tunyon having a bigger game here. Uh, this, so if the Packers are going to get, you know, the, the rediscovery of the downfield passing game has come at the perfect time. That gives them a chance to, get some rhythm going because that's how they're going to have to beat Tennessee because running against them is going to be very tough, but I'd love to see a win. Now I I'm still, you know, if I can see, you know, they got to start putting the pieces together consistently and ironics to say this with Mike McCarthy, just leaving town, but you know, they got to start stacking success. So uh should be an interesting game. And if this, if the Packers can beat Tennessee, I think we can safely say they're off and running, um, but they're going to need some help in the division in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, but also I think like the the main thing for us too, especially with it being a short week, but also because of how the season has gone. Um, in terms of injuries, we have got to stay healthy. That is going to be the most vital for us this week. Um, you know, Thursday, like when you have a Sunday and then a Thursday game, there are more injuries, it, it seems like. And so that always worries me because – it is, you know, it's concerning. And especially with how our season is going with injuries. I just, I really hope that we're all able to stay healthy and, you know, specifically Watson, just because he, he has been so injury prone. I really hope that he is able to uh, remain, remain healthy and be able to, you know, do the same for us um, Thursday as he did uh, yesterday. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of factors that will go into it, um, like with any game. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I really do think that winning yesterday was, uh, it, it's only going to help us. I just, I really think it was a momentum changer and, um, you know, and now they're, they're starting to have a little bit more fun and, uh, and hopefully that will result in more wins for us and uh, we'll kind of run the table the rest of the season. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't get easier after this one. No, after it this doesn't. Game, they got, they've, got a, they've got a 10-day break and then they got to go into Philadelphia against the uh, still undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. They are So we're recording on Monday night. Monday night football is playing right now. Uh, and Philly is up still 14 to 10, getting close to the half. So Philly could very well be... 10 and 0 by the time they play Green Bay. So uh, talk about David and Goliath there, but that'll do it for us. One game at a time. (laughs) And then they play the Bears the week after, and we'll have to, you know, that's a discussion for another time. So anyway, that will do it for us this week. Uh, Make sure you keep it on Acme Packing Company for all your podcast needs. Uh, Got a lot of great, a lot of great discussion going on this week, and the vibes are definitely improved over. A week ago, so uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Not sure when our show will air, but uh, Lindsay and I are probably going to actually. I think we are going to be recording in person next week with her coming with her coming to Wisconsin. So uh, this should be uh, this will be a unique episode next week, and hopefully, we're talking about another win. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and go pack, go. 
thanks guys. Go pack go. And we will see you, see you back here in a few days for the Thursday night game.